Welcome to another bonus podcast. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Northview Community Church. And I'm sitting beside Crystal, who is my faithful podcast friend. Yes. Crystal, introduce yourself. I'm Crystal Taves, and I'm the pastor of women here at Northview Church, Abbotsford Mission, and Tri-City Campuses. That's true. Yeah, we got three now. It's mm-hmm. fun to look at the website and see the three different options. I know. Yeah. Exciting. And we are sitting here with two of our friends. We have Shelly and Marilyn. So, Shelly, can you say hi to everyone this morning? Good morning, everybody. And Marilyn. Hi, everyone. So we'll tell them, uh, our listeners, in a moment, a little bit about them. I think it's good to say right from the start that you guys mm-hmm. mostly attend the Mission Campus, right? Just so people kind of know where to find you. Well, I do uh, myself, but Marilyn is... Uh, I'm at Abba, I'm pop at back and forth. Lock, yeah. yeah, yeah. Although your husband's <clears throat> on the worship team and yeah, in, in mission. mission a lot. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're both at the Mission Bible Study. Yep. Yeah, or have been in the past. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes. Okay, so we have lots of things to dive into with these two. When I invited them to come to this podcast, I was thinking immediately about the scripture verse from Hebrews 10, because it talks about letting us draw near to God with a sincere heart, and that's what I see in these two. And then it talks about let us hold unswaveringly to the hope we profess, and that I've seen in these two over the last few years. I think I've known you each for at least three years. And um, it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on. And that I've seen in these two. And so I wanted you to hear their testimonies of where they've come from. There's a bit of muck of where they've come from, which I want you to hear because not everybody is muck free. In fact, nobody is. So <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. that. Correction, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so we wanted to highlight that. And we also wanted to talk about how they keep going in their faith and how being part of a community is really important. So Crystal's going to read the scripture passage and explain that a little bit from Hebrews 10. Yeah, so Thalia kind of gave some highlights, but I'll read just Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. It says this, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with, with a sincere heart and with a full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. This passage in Hebrews was written um, to a bunch of people who had become Christians, and they were in danger kind of a falling away because there was some persecution and there were some hard things in their life, and they were in danger of kind of chucking or turning their back on their faith. And the writer of Hebrews is telling them, don't forget what you've been given. And I think what I see in you guys, too, is that idea that you've come from places that are hard, and you've been given this amazing place of forgiveness and grace, have been Mm -hmm. able to walk forward in it. And so we want to encourage you guys to not forget where you've come from and what Christ has done for you. And just the beauty that this passage talks about of the fact that no matter where we've come from, God has cleansed us from that, right? And so we can walk forward with him. We can draw to him with a sincere heart and we can um, bring our requests before him because he is our father. And so together you guys are doing that and you're also encouraging one another on to love and good works by being in community together. And we Mm want to talk about that through the podcast. So yeah, Yeah, this is a great passage that just is an encouragement Mm -hmm. to you guys and also reflection of what we see. Yeah. So we're going to start a little bit with Marilyn. Marilyn, can you tell us uh, just a few bits and pieces of where you're at now 
And then we're going to go a little bit into your story. Hey, I'm uh, 62 years old. I've been married to my husband, Dave, for 13 years. Um, I have three married daughters, and I'm a... I don't work. I'm retired. Okay. <laughs> How nice. long have you been at Northview Church? Oh, I've been at Northview, I'm thinking around 15, 16 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So before you and Dave got married. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. My daughter uh, suggested that we, we lived in Mission at the time, or in uh, Maple Ridge at the time, and uh, she, she suggested that we come to Northview. And even though I thought it was a bit of a long drive. Yeah. For Maple she Ridge, had, yeah. She had good reasons to want to go to Northview, and I thought, well, that's pretty important, so let's go. Oh, <laughs> okay. So you're going to tell us a little bit of your story, of where you've come from in your younger years to now. So why don't you tell us a little bit? Okay. Um, I was raised in a, in a very good Christian home. I was the youngest of four children. I got married at 19. Uh, the marriage was filled with trouble right at the beginning. Uh, and we had three daughters. Uh, after being married about 16, 17 years, things began to seriously crumble inside of me. I felt God had not heard any of my prayers. And uh, regretfully, one morning, after sending my kids off to school, I looked up at the ceiling and I told God I was done with him. Hmm. I quit. Hmm. Yeah, we hear that around campus here yeah. sometimes. Yeah. 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 Um, needless to say, uh, things spiraled quite quickly for yeah. me. Personally, internally. Um, down, you're talking, went negative. Yes, it spiraled downwards big time. And I became a person that I didn't think I was capable of becoming. Mm -hmm. But it was because I was so angry with God. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> so we're not going to label the pain and the hardship and the difficulty just for our listeners to know yeah, that it, it went south yeah. and really hard. It was yeah. very, it was very hard. In fact, I hate looking back at oh, myself. Yeah. I do. Um, but uh, I, I had to continue to deal with my children and, and take care of all my commitments. Mm -hmm. um, what happened to your marriage? Uh, about at 16, 17 years, we separated. And... Uh, oh, man. That's okay. Yeah. And, um, but what I used to do is uh, during that period of time as I would, uh, I was now single with my three daughters, I would go for long walks and I would just yell at God. Mm. I was very angry. I was so angry. Um, but when I look back now, I'm grateful that I never stopped talking to him mm. um, because he actually, I do believe he actually can handle our anger. Yeah. He just still wants to hear from us. Yeah. And... <clears throat> And you said he never stopped listening, right? And the other That's thing, the other thing was, you're grateful for, yeah. I'm very grateful because I know he never stopped listening. Yeah. yeah. And there was a book that I found in my house, and I don't know how it got there. To be honest, I don't know if I bought it or somebody gave it to me, but the, it was by Philip Yancey, The Jesus I Never Knew. Hmm. And I began sitting on my couch and reading it. And literally tears would roll down my face because I knew who I had become. And according to... The Bible, Jesus still loved me big time. And being raised in a Christian home, I think you do, you, you feel that you're better than you actually are. You aren't capable hmm. of becoming. You don't realize the own what, depths of your own. What the world yeah. can become. You're, you're somehow escaping that, and you really aren't. Um, it's grace that often just keeps us from going that way. Yeah. And so knowing that, I, uh, 
I I began to know Jesus in a different way, and mm. I thought, "Wow, you still love me." That <laughs> was very significant yeah. for me, and yeah. I and I hold on to that to this day. So um, you were in your early thirties at this point, maybe. I was in my actually late thirties. Okay, yeah, late thirties. And so, where did it go from there? Um, well, I was single for about twelve years. Um, in the meantime, my husband passed away. Okay. Uh, we never divorced, but we were separated that whole time. Mm-hmm. And I slowly made my way back. I used to come to Northview, and I used to sit in the back row because the big church, you can do that. Yeah, Nobody, the you back want, row is perfect for some people for yeah, a long time, right? You don't want anybody right? to bug you, so yeah. you sit in the back row. Yeah. And I would sit there and during worship. Uh, I couldn't say those words. That's one thing I knew. Mm. I couldn't falsely just sing with things that I knew was not in my heart. So I would sit and tears just would flow because it was like like this war. Why can't I say those words? But I knew I couldn't. I did not have my heart right with the Lord. And... But at the same time, he was working in me. Right, yeah. I, I can tell you that I, I, I went from the depths, and I was working my way up, and mm-hmm. he was a very patient God. Yes. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> actually, I met Dave, and he wasn't a Christian. And technically, as a Christian, I shouldn't have gone out on a date <laughs> with him. But the, the, significant, the, the interesting thing was... Uh, he would ask me about my Christianity, and it was kind of like I could hardly refer to myself as a Christian, and yet I would start talking about what I believed. Hmm. And he told me later that whenever I started to talk about it, I would get very passionate, and that impressed him. And he thought to himself, what is it that makes her so passionate the minute she talks about that? And as much as my answers to some of his questions angered him because he— he thought I was, you know, he wasn't a, he wasn't a Christian, so it just yeah. bugged him, yeah. some of the stuff. Um, we continued to go for these long walks, and I just basically told God, I my heart is not in this, so you can, this relationship can end, but if you're wanting to, you know, he's yours. Yeah. I'll, I'll just give him to you, and you do what you want. Well, he, he asked if he could come to church, which was very weird, um, because that was something he would have never in a million years wanted to do. But he came to church, and as much as the uh, singing up and down and the songs and standing up and sitting down just drove him <laughs> All nuts. All weird routines. Yeah. A, it was and now he's on the worship team. Yeah. To, exactly. It was just so weird to him, and he was so uncomfortable. The sermons he really listened to. And um, there was a couple of sermons that— uh, Justin Reese preached where the Saturday night we were we he would ask me a question I would give him an answer that made him mad and what did <laughs> what did Justin talk about that that same thing the next Sunday <laughs> exactly yeah. and he would look at me and he go did you talk to him and I go no <laughs> and um, he got just so interested he bought a Bible he started to read every morning an hour's worth he would the Old Testament fascinated him all the killing and all the <laughs> stuff that went on he just said nobody could make this stuff up and he just got more and more interested and he came to church faithfully and he became a christian through alpha wow Mm -hmm. yeah and so you said you've been married how long now uh, 13 years. Okay. Yeah. And now so, you're serving in lots of different capacities in the mm-hmm. church and yeah. part of a community group, he and we'll get into that stuff yeah. later. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Okay, Miss Shelley. <coughs> your turn. Can you tell us a little snapshot of where you're at now 
and then we'll go into your story. Where I'm at now. Um, do I start? Uh, How old are you? Oh, <laughs> oh, you get really we'll personal right, right here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, Marilyn said. No, yeah. I'm 57. I'm 57. Marilyn said 62, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 57. Okay. Yeah. And you've been a Christian for how long? I'm in my seventh year. Okay. Yes. So a fairly yeah. new-ish Christian. Yeah. Yes. Not a baby Christian, but a new-ish yes. Christian. Yeah. And you're at the mission campus mostly, although I see you Saturday night sometime. Yes, I mm-hmm. am. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it up in mission there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about where you've come from. How did you grow up? Um, well, I grew up uh, in, a, in a loving uh, family. Um, my mom uh, took my brother and I to church when we were young. We went to an Anglican church. Um, we were very young. And then it soon got to the point of the both of us, my brother and myself, not wanting to go anymore. Yeah. Um, my father also stayed back at home okay. as well. Um, so mom got tired of uh, struggling uh, to get us yeah. there, and she stopped uh, taking us to church. Um, so um, the only thing else I remember growing up uh, that had to do with um, Christianity would be uh, Christmas time, my mom and I would make a uh, put the manger together. Oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah, a little nativity and, scene. Yes, yeah. and that was um, something that I really loved doing with her. And then I would race to the TV and wait for the Charlie Brown Christmas yeah. because I loved the verse that uh, huh. I think it's Linus, Linus at the Linus end, the Luke two story. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, and um, as the years went by, I would always look in my mom's Bible. To see uh, if I could find that right. verse, and yeah. I did, and then I started to read it. Quite a few years later, I started to read it every Christmas hmm. because I felt a bit uneasy, um, realizing that Christmas was not about it was about Jesus, um, not about other things. But again, it was not talked about or or anything like that. I had no. Um, no education in the Bible or anything right. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, and then I. Um, uh, so I'm. Did I say I'm single? Yep. <laughs> yeah. You didn't, but oh, okay. didn't get in. Yeah. Uh, so I am single, and I do not have any children. Um, uh, I came to. Uh, I applied for a job in mission. And I ended up getting hired, and um, the company was run by a Christian family, and half of the other, all the other employees were not Christians. So I was uh, warned to to be stay away from certain people because they were going to try and and um, uh, lead me to God. Okay. And I said to them, well, they could try, but that's not going to happen, right? You thought you were pretty secure in your (laughs) non-God following. I'll be kind and just say no thanks. And then I think it was about two years later, (laughs) I found myself in Alpha. (laughs) Here at Northview or which church? Here at Northview. Okay. But I, um, I made a very good friend, uh, Teresa, in my, uh, in my work, yeah. and she's a, a, a solid, solid Christian. I keep, God keeps putting me with very solid Christians. <laughs> that, um, As you sit beside Marilyn <laughs> here yeah. at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and um, 
of course, that, that family took me in and uh, was my whole new Christian family. Mm-hmm. And they are a large family. And um, it, was, uh, it was very nice. But I, I had asked Teresa one day, it was Christmas time, and I said, could I go to church with you on mm-hmm. Christmas Eve? And, and she was just, I could see the excitement <laughs> in her face. And she said, you sure can. And so that's how I, I kind of started going. Um, I was very nervous. Yeah. I did not know. I even asked her what I needed to wear. Yeah. Um, and um, and I asked her, "Are you sure that I can go?" Yeah. Because no. I had told her bits and pieces of my life. Yeah. So tell and, our audience a little bit about what made you hesitant to step in the doors. Um. Well, I um. At a at a young age, I lost my father at a very young age. Uh, he died of cancer. Um. And I think that affected me quite a bit. And um, <clears throat> I had, um, after he had passed away, it was about a year later, um, I had, um, in, uh, there was a bit of sexual abuse in my life. And, um, and that just uh, added to the passing of my father. And I was just this little girl, um, just completely numb hmm. and not knowing really what to do with myself. So I turned to alcohol and drugs yeah. as I got a little older, but yeah. also that was at a very young age as well. Yeah. And I, um, so I used that to just numb my, my pain and um, like I have a loss of memory around that situation as yeah. well. And, and, um, and then my mother was also quite depressed uh, from losing my father. So it was all very difficult, even though I felt very loved still. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything was... I don't remember speaking with my mom about the situation or if anything. It's just a blur. Mm-hmm. So, But I carried on um, drinking and carrying on uh, into my 30s. Um, and it just got worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse. And, um, and then I... Um, I had decided that um, I needed to um, to get some help with that, yeah. and uh, so I did. I um, I uh, I got some counseling for it and whatnot. Um, I also uh, my singleness um, is due to um, when I was uh, entering puberty. I uh, was drinking, of course, and uh, very young and. Um, it was when all of my friends were becoming, uh, having boyfriends and crushes and all these normal things that were going on. But I felt very, very different. And I felt uh, as if there was something very wrong with me hmm. because my attractions were same-sex attractions. Yeah. Um, and that continued as I got a little older. I just never felt the same way about uh, uh, young men and, and men as I did, uh, mo- my intimate relationships were with women. Okay. But they <clears throat> also through the years have been um, very, um, never never working out, um, always very painful, um, um, a lot of alcohol involved, and um, just uh, always ending in a, in, uh, in a bad situation. So I ended up, uh, kind of just stopping that in uh, 
in early 2000, 2000 and, yeah, 2002, I think it was, mm-hmm. was my last relationship. And I have been celibate ever since. So I had um, chosen that before I became a Christian. Yeah, that was an interesting piece when you and mm-hmm. I first started talking about mm-hmm. how you kind of felt that it was I felt not right. This is has to be wrong. Yeah. I had, um, you know, a few relationships that were serious in what I thought was serious at the time. And, um, yeah, I just... Um, I just felt they're they're never working. Um, it's always painful. Um, there must be something wrong, and I feel like that was God entering into intervening. My, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even before you actually really knew Him, mm-hmm. because then I started to think about, and then when I started to look at the Bible and whatnot, and then um, how God has uh, what His plans are for us, and how He has wanted things, and. I just, uh, it helped me more to to believe when I was learning about Christianity and whatnot. And um, I, I, um, I don't, um, I have no intentions of doing that. That's not a part of my life anymore. But of course I do struggle as, as we all do. Like we have to be careful of our, our thoughts and, um, where we let our minds go and things like that. So I'm constantly Mm -hmm. uh, working on that and just trying to change my, my thoughts and battling with the help of the Holy spirit. Yes. Yeah. We all are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what I, what I love about your story is that you've been able to be open about that with Mm -hmm. people and people haven't rejected you or like you've had a warm community that has accepted you and wrapped their arms around you and walked, walked with you through it. Yeah. I remember uh, Jeff, um, the first time I felt quite comfortable in the church was the words that Jeff had spoke one night. He um, he f- was talking about Rosaria Butterfield. Butterfield, yeah. And he had said something. Uh, he was speaking to the congregation. He had said um, that um, we welcome uh, the LGBT um, community here. These doors are open. And um, we here as a church body need to accept and, and accept them warmly. Mm. And um, they are welcome here. And um, it just, I just about fell apart. Huh. I just needed to hear that from him. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it made me actually go to him after the sermon and tell him that what he had done for me mm. at, just at that at just that time. breaking down that wall that yeah. you felt might have been mm-hmm. invisibly there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because our listeners might not be aware that we have people who have walked mm-hmm. in a gay or lesbian lifestyle. We mm-hmm. also have people who struggle with same sex attraction of yes. every age. Mm-hmm. And but you wouldn't necessarily know by looking at them. That's right. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. we always need to be mindful of where people mm-hmm. have come from and what they struggle with. Because that's, right. that's a normal thing here. It's mm-hmm. simply a temptation, a sin, like we have many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I remember Jeff also saying, uh, "Congregation, this is not a super sin." Yeah, yeah. that was really helpful. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, how did you, the two of you hook mm-hmm. up? How did you become friends? <laughs> well, um, we went on a missions trip to Mexico, is where we first met, and that would have been about five years ago, I'm thinking. 
Um, and so being on a missions trip, well, then you, you get to know people. Yeah. It's and always then, a serving together. And yes, stuff that exactly. Deepens relationships. Yeah. And then two years later, we went again to the same uh, mission. And mm-hmm. so then we, we developed a, a more of a friendship as well. Yeah. And we started to uh, bump into each other a bit more often at church and at different things. Um, and in about probably a year, a year after that, a mutual friend came to me and said, uh, actually through my husband, said, you need to call Shelly. And it was, it was because something serious was going on, I could tell. Yeah. So I began to call Shelly and leave messages on her phone and I didn't get a call back. Um, but then one Sunday morning, she had been to church at the early service. Uh, we happened to have our community group over for a brunch. So um, she phoned and I says, well, why don't you just come on over? You're right, you're right in the neighborhood <laughs> yeah. and have some breakfast. There's some leftovers, right? And yeah. so, um, but that was a little bit too much for her. So it took her about, she said yes, but it took her about an hour to get there because she <laughs> was talk herself around. into it. Yeah. yeah, she had to talk herself into it. I had no idea what she was dealing with. That would take you two um, minutes, right? right. <laughs> yeah. Run over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but she was brave enough and she did finally come. And by this point in time, some of the people had left because we have a large group. So there was probably mm. 25 people there. And that would have been maybe a little bit more overwhelming. But by the time she showed up, I think maybe there was 10. And um, <clears throat> she began to share what was going on in her world. And it was, it was you know, she had the news of cancer and uh, job loss. And she was just in a, in a real... Tough in a spot. tough spot. Tough yeah. spot. Yeah. Yes. And um, so luckily, she even remembers who was sitting beside her that morning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we have some very loving people in our yeah. group. Mm-hmm. And she was surrounded immediately mm-hmm. and uh, cared for. And we prayed for her. There was a few other ladies at the yeah. time that were going through tough things. So yes. it ended up being Luck. this beautiful uh-huh. prayer time mm-hmm. that um, started with her sharing her story at the time. And I think and it was at that point that we said, well, Shelly, you need a community group. <laughs> Why don't you join ours? <laughs> and she's been with us ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and of course, then our friendship has, has grown quite yeah. a bit as yes. well. And you've been part of the Bible study at the Mission Campus together? Yes, yes, yes. definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, what I see over the years, even just since the Mission Campus has started, is um, just You've been involved in that community group, mm-hmm. but you've also been involved in the larger community yeah. of the mission campus, right? And the people who are there, and there's people who love you and know you and care for mm-hmm. you and walking mm-hmm. alongside both of you guys. And yeah. yeah, it's just so beautiful to see that investment in a congregation and the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've both said that you're taking steps forward in your faith on a regular basis. So what are the kinds of things that help you keep going in that same direction towards God? Well, I know for me that... Um, I have to be plugged in for sure. Um, I've kind of stepped back a little bit because I was doing too much last year, and I can only take in too much. (laughs) Yeah, and I thought I wasn't getting anything really. When you do too many different things, yeah. So, um, but I know that I have to. um, I believe that. Well, I'm. I need, of course, God in my life uh, at the top and center, but. My community group, my Bible study, um, the pastors, my good friends, just um, I'm lost without that. Right. Hmm. I had uh, started to think that I may move, and uh, 
Uh, I've always wanted a cabin up in the country. And I thought, yeah, I've always wanted to do that, but I can't leave the church. I know. And I can't leave the community <laughs> I group. Yeah. I am no good out there on my own. Yeah. So I don't even know why that crossed my mind. <laughs> well, but, it's good to <laughs> look at options and cross them off. But the community group is just awesome. They have taken such good care of me. Yeah. Such good care. And I just can't say enough about it. It's yeah. just, um, yeah. And we have some awesome meals with our community group too. <laughs> now Marilyn you have a little bit of a story about community groups it hasn't always been this awesome tell us a little bit about how you originally got connected to a community group okay um, when we were going to my husband and I were going to church we were kind of coming and going and not really getting connected or know what knew anybody we were sort of strangers in a crowd yeah. um, but this was back in the day when we would shake hands every once in a while at, in the, during the service and there was this one couple because we always sit in the same place and obviously so many other people do <laughs> yeah. the same thing this um, is my seat <laughs> exactly so the same people were behind us and we'd shake their hand and they, they'd say so are you part of a community group and we'd say no oh you should come join ours and Dave and I would kind of look at each other and go yeah sure okay yeah whatever <laughs> we'll be polite in the moment exactly. but yeah. and then we would sit down and, and but this actually happened a few times so then Dave and I knowing we've been talking about how we are not connected we thought okay maybe we should give this a try so we got the address not knowing a single soul and even though I've been a churchy person my whole life I was scared to death because I'm going into a house where I don't know a single soul yeah and there was quite a mm. few people there there was a larger group mm. so anyways we showed up and um, we began to attend and we 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 like to attend something if we join something we are faithful so we were there every time and every time we would come home and we'd go so should we carry on like is this working for <laughs> yeah. us you like you know I, it took us it took us literally a year before we really felt comfortable um and and this is what i do tell people is like one or two times is just not enough no, it no. takes a long time to feel comfortable in a group one or but two you, times and also you were faithful i was yeah. faithful like that's we an important always, yeah. piece because people come to our women's ministry bible yeah. studies monday yeah. night or wednesday or morning community groups, or or community yeah. groups yeah. Yeah. and they think that well if they weren't comfortable the first time they should give up yeah yeah, no. and you're saying that's not true. No, Mm-mm. no, it took us it took us a long time, and it was Vern Heidebrecht who was the leader at the time. Yeah, with Saji. Yeah, uh, and um, so I mean, it was a good group, and they were a good group of people. It's like, what's the problem? And that's what we would literally say to ourselves: What's yeah. can we say anything wrong with it? No, not really. <laughs> but just, you, still, you have to build it, relationships. It just, yeah, yeah, it still just felt the way it felt. Yeah. So yeah, that's neat. Well, we could probably talk for a really long time. Mm-hmm. These two women have amazing stories, and this was just a piece of it. Yeah. So if you want to meet them or find out more about them, you can contact bonus at northview.org. That's our podcast email address, and we can get you connected with either of them or both of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't know how much room you have in your community group, but I have a feeling people might want to join your community group. <laughs> I, I just wanted to uh, stress uh, for sure, if anybody wants to talk to me, that uh, I'm very open to that. Thank and, you. Uh, anytime. Yeah. yeah, appreciate that. So I'd like to close by praying for the two of you and for our listeners that will have heard this. Okay. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to have a conversation today with Shelley and with Marilyn. Thank you for their story. Thank you that you saved them and that you have brought them to life out of much muck and anger and pain and difficulty. 
And Lord, you've done that for our listeners as well, as well as for Crystal and myself. Lord, we are so thankful to you for what you have done in our life and who you are. And so Lord, we just give you great thanks. And we pray for our listeners that might still be in pain and difficulty, might be running from you or not sure who you are. Lord, we pray that you would open eyes and open ears and open hearts so that they would know who you are and how much you love them and how much you want to have a relationship with them. So we pray for our listeners. Lord, we just say thank you for this conversation and put it in your hands. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us this morning.